Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about a shameful death. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the blameless, shameful, forsaken, forgiving, sacrificial, and promising death of Jesus Christ. You know, the rise the apparent fall, and then the physical resurrection of the Messiah stunned the world. Just hear about what Matthew said about it. There there was a violent earthquake, he writes, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. Matthew 28, 1 through 7. Now, of course, Jesus had promised all of this would take place, but now it was really happening. And when Jesus disappeared from the tomb, Mary Magdalene was afraid, yet filled with joy. And the guards, terrified by this angel of God, hurried off to the city to report what had happened. And the now 11 apostles were given their instructions, the Great Commission, to share this news with the world. And that was the day that all of the prophecy, all of, of Christ's life, was put into perspective. But we cannot understand the triumphant victory of Christ without understanding the shameful death that was foretold. And it's been said that at least 300 prophecies were fulfilled in the events surrounding the death of Jesus. In Genesis 3.15, we find the first allusion to his death. And it says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Psalm 22 specifies that this bruising was going to be crucifixion, where it says, they pierced my hands and my feet. And we read of the dividing of his garments in Psalm 22, 18. In Acts chapter 8 in the New Testament, an Ethiopian nobleman was reading probably the greatest prophecy in Isaiah 53. And Philip preached Jesus to the Ethiopian based on that passage. And the victory of Christ was always a part of God's plan. But We can't truly understand the significance of the victory without understanding the cruel and the unjust execution that led to it. So what does the Bible tell us about the death of Jesus? Well, first we're told that Jesus died a blameless death. Isaiah 53, 9 prophesied that he was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. You know, Jesus was going to die with the wicked, nailed to a cross between criminals, but he wasn't going to be like them. He would die a blameless death. And that prophecy was verified by the very people who provoked Christ's death. Judas Iscariot exclaimed, I have sinned, for I have betrayed innocent blood, Matthew 27, 4. Pilate spoke for himself and for Herod in Luke 23, 14, when he said, you brought me this man As one who is inciting the people to rebellion, I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Now, although Jesus was blameless, Pilate still allowed him to be crucified, though. And while Jesus 
was on the cross, a thief, dying in the same way that Christ was, said that this man has done nothing wrong in Luke 23, 41. The writer of the book of Hebrews sums up the innocence of our Lord, writing, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Christ was tempted in every way, just like us, but he never sinned. He died a blameless death. Second, we're told that Jesus died a shameful death. You know, the Romans considered crucifixion a humiliating way of dying. You know, when leniency was called for, the executors would end the crucifixion. They would cut the the criminal's throat or build a fire under him so he might suffocate. And we might not think that's too lenient, but it did bring death more quickly. But they didn't do this for Jesus. You know, the Jews thought that this was a humiliating experience too. The law said that those who died on a tree were under a curse, Galatians 3.13 and Deuteronomy 21.23. The world demanded a, a shameful death for Jesus, and perhaps because they had been shamed by what he had to say. Adding more insult to injury, Jesus was crucified between two thieves. Isaiah prophesied he was assigned a grave with the wicked, and he was numbered with the transgressors. You know, Jesus died a shameful death, one that he didn't deserve. Third, Jesus died a forsaken death. You know, the scriptures teach that he was despised by men in Isaiah 53.3, and his own did not receive him, John 1.11, and even his apostles forsook him. At Gethsemane, they wouldn't even stay awake while Jesus prayed to the Father. Peter, as Christ predicted earlier, denied him three times. At his death, Jesus finally cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus died a forsaken death so we wouldn't have to. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So forth, Jesus died a forgiving death. When everyone turned their back on him, Christ forgave. He died once and for all to suffer and offer forgiveness to a people who didn't even seem to want it. You know, some of the last words spoken by Christ were, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Jesus was never out of control. All along, he could have stopped this torture, but he didn't because he was determined that his Father's will would be done and he was determined to forgive. Fifth, Jesus died a sacrificial death. Jesus died on the behalf of others. It was a justifying sacrifice. By faith and obedience, we can now be made whole. Hebrews 10 tells us the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly, year after year, make perfect those who draw near to God. Otherwise, would they not have been stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Jesus said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Christ died 
a sacrificial death once and for all so that we would have the opportunity to be made holy. Simply stated, Jesus died a saving death. And it's only by understanding his death that we can understand his resurrection. When Jesus established his kingdom, it wasn't with guns and soldiers. It was with mercy. As Paul puts it to the Corinthians, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.